Welcome to the Gold Standard here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. I forgot how to do this. <laughs> is this where I say my name? <laughs> yes, welcome back. And I'm Adam Vingan on Twitter at Adam Vingan. It is wonderful to hear your voice, sir. It is wonderful to hear your voice. Now, I think I've ever are, heard that before. <laughs> if you are, of course, um, looking at your podcast app and wondering why this episode is fairly short, um, we're just sort of, this is just sort of a drive-by by Adam. Um, so we'll touch on, there's not a whole lot going on in the NHL and in the hockey world right now, but the rookies do report this week. So we'll touch on that a little bit. There's a new policy for Bridgestone Arena and fans. So we'll get into that. And of course, congratulations to you on becoming a new father. Uh, we will hear all of your horror slash miracle stories coming up in, in just a few minutes on the show as well. So uh, an abridged brief version here of the show. Do appreciate you popping on and kind of telling us, giving us an update on what's going on in your life. And uh, I know the fans are, are anxious to, and clamoring to hear about what's been going on in the Adam Vingan world. So it, it's great to see you, man. It's great to hear from you. Um, of course, Gold Standard is brought to you by Jaspers. I remembered that. See, see, look at that. You it's like riding comes, a bike when it comes to, you know, when it comes to yourself, no memory, when it comes to you sound like a parent actually, but when it comes to the, 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 you know, the money you remembered exactly what to say. <laughs> yes. It's so, all about the money. So Jasper's of course on West end, great place to watch the game, free parking, uh, all that great stuff. Um, you know, great place to watch football on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays. Um, and by the way, they're in Nissan stadium now. So if you're a big Titans fan, Jaspers is in Nissan Stadium in the club level. You can go get sweet potato fries and collar poppers at a Titans game or a Nashville SC game. And, you know, if you're going to spend $14 on food at Nissan Stadium, you might as well get something good. So Jaspers is in Nissan Stadium now. So that's pretty cool. As long as you can keep it down, um, the food that is. Um, it's delicious, but the Titans performance on Sunday, which I did oh, watch. Okay. I was, I was wondering where you're going to go with this. <laughs> no, Jaspers is delicious. The Titans performance this past Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Yes. Did Jaspers a disservice because it was not an appetizing performance yeah. by the Tennessee Titans. I, I did I, watch I, that <laughs> game with a sleeping baby on my chest. Arlo, very unimpressed with the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. Um, but no, the food is delicious, and you're right. When you consider how expensive concessions can yeah. be at at sporting events, if you're going to pay a premium for food, you might as well pay a premium for food that's actually good. So yeah, you, you the, Titans, the Titans are in, are not at home this week. So whenever the Titans are back at home, and you can make it to right. the Titans game, check it out. You, you you started talking about if you can keep it down right after I said the wonderful food. And I was like, yes. I don't think Jasper's is paying us to tell people that their food is vomit inducing. I'm, I'm rusty. I'm you rusty. See, see, that was more of a that was more of a statement about the quality of play from yes. the local professional football team. <laughs> no, I think the plane landed beautifully. The takeoff yeah. was a little, was a little shaky, but we landed beautifully. Um, all right. Before we get into sort of some of all the personal stuff here, again, an abridged version of the show and, and please rate review, subscribe, share the show, all that great stuff. Um, rookies are reporting this week. So camp is, is, is taking place. They will then fly down to Florida and, and have like this little tournament thing that they do every preseason. And then the veterans will, report is there anything in particular adam that that you know you think is important to watch i know philip tomasino is a big name people care about all the, some of the defensemen davies and ferrets and 
a lot of the guys that just got drafted. So I just am curious sort of what, what you're looking for and what you think the Preds are actually trying to accomplish in this little, this little tournament that they're going to go play in. Right. Well, as you mentioned, they've been doing this for a couple of years now, um, playing these rookie camp tournaments, which are very popular throughout the NHL and, and the Predators will play the Lightning Panthers and Hurricanes one time each. I have the schedule in front of me. This Saturday, the 18th, they play the Lightning at noon. Um, on Sunday morning, the 19th, they play the Panthers. And then next Tuesday, the 21st, they play the Hurricanes. Um, and when I look at the roster, you know, there aren't any real surprises. As you mentioned, Philip Tomasino, um, David Ferentz, um, Igor Afanasiev, um, Patrick Harper, Grant Mismash. Um, a lot of the players they drafted um, this past draft, Zachary, Zachary LaRue, whose name I, for some reason, Zachary LaRue is a tongue, is a tongue tie. Why? I don't know why. Well, don't, don't look at the, don't look at the letters. Just say Zach LaRue. Okay. Maybe I should spell it in your head. Uh, Spell it in your head like a baseball player. L-A-R-U-E. L-A-R-U-E. Okay. There you go. I was actually thrown for a loop on a completely unrelated note. I was thrown for a loop that because apparently both the Las Vegas Raiders and Boston Red Sox have players named Hunter Renfro. That that's for me for a loop. Spell, spelled differently, I believe. Right. I believe. Uh, but Zach Larue. I hope he doesn't mind Zach. So when I when you know I won't be you know partaking in in these tournaments you know in terms of watching them. I'm I'm sure if the Predators are going to stream them or somebody is going to stream them, uh, so you will be able to watch it most likely if you are unable to attend. All of the games are in Florida. Um, but when, when in the past, when I've watched these tournaments, the Predators hosted one at Ford Ice Center Antioch a couple of years ago. You know, I often look at the big name players, quote unquote, and see how they perform against players that are, you know, on their same level, so to speak. So Philip Tomasino, I think, you know, I, I haven't looked at the rosters of the other teams, but, you know, you would hope that Philip Tomasino, for example, stands out against prospects, quote unquote prospects. Um, you, you do not want him to, to struggle or to blend in. You want him to stand out, which would give you confidence that, hey, against these less experienced players, you know, he, you know, he's out there making plays and looking really good, which gives you confidence that he could make an impact on the main roster this season. So, you know, I, you know, I'm looking at him and, and Farron specifically, uh, because those are the two players who I think are the likeliest to make it to the main roster. Of course, David Farron's actually did play a couple of games with the Predators late last season. Um, you know, I, I'm interested in seeing some of the, the, you know, the older prospects, quote unquote, Igor Afanasiev continues to uh, develop, uh, develop well. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of Predators fans that are into the prospects are very excited about him. Um, Luke Prokop, of course, uh, another name yeah. that you know, I would keep an eye on, um, Grant Mismash, uh, Patrick Harper, who's been in the system now for, for a few years, you know, you're looking to see those players take steps in their development, but when, for someone who isn't as in tune with, you know, junior leagues and college right. hockey, I, I often look at the, the top prospects in this case, Tomasino and Ferentz, and I want them to stand out. I want 
I want you to watch these games and say, man, I really noticed David Ferentz and Philip Tomasino, yeah. you know, dictating they, they, play out there. If, if every single article written by uh, Thomas and Brooks, <laughs> it does not start with Philip Tomasino's name, then there's, there's sort of a, you, you can, you could sort of be like, Oh, I'm not concerned about it, but like, why isn't he dominating quote unquote, you know, younger, lesser, more experienced, less experienced players. I will say this about Zachary LaRue. I am so fascinated by his bio, his scouting report, and the things that we know about him that I, I, I honestly cannot wait to see like every shift of his. Like, how, like is he this loose cannon? Does he have this raw talent that we talk about? Like, I, I'm fascinated by him as a player because of his bio, right? Because of his background and the issues. Mm-hmm. And again, like nothing like crazy. It's just you know, he's one of those guys that you, that you watch all the time when he's on the ice. Right. So, um, a lot, lots there to, to keep an eye on. I do have a lame stream sports type of question for you coming up in a minute. So okay. just, I've got, I've got something for you coming up in a minute as it pertains to the national predators, as we transition into, um, sort of some of the, the protocols that look like they're going to be raised at Bridgestone arena. I, you know, we are not going to talk about how vaccines have been politicized. We are not going to talk about any of that stuff. I think it's sad and unfortunate. Um, but Bridgestone Arena has a new policy to attend their games, at least for now. And they made it very clear in the press release that this will be sort of reevaluated every single month, as it should be. That's the smart thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But you will have to show proof of vaccination or I believe a negative test within a certain amount of time to get into the game. And I just for those that don't I understand there's hesitancy uh, about this stuff sometimes with some people. And I think it's okay to be, uh, you know, it's okay to feel that way. Uh, but this is done to protect people. It's done to keep us all safe. It is not done for some weird political reason. This is just trying to keep people as safe as possible. That, that's all I want to get out of the way is just, this is just the city and the predators trying to keep people safe, period, full stop. So we've seen different policies on both ends of the spectrum announced in the NHL, you know, the predators version, which is proof of vaccination and or proof of a negative, I believe a PCR test in advance of attending a game. I would say that's somewhere that's in the middle. Um, The Seattle Kraken and Buffalo Sabres, for example, are requiring a vaccination. Um, So it's not a vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. It's, Proof of vaccination, meaning if you're not vaccinated, you're not getting into the building. On the other side of the spectrum, the Vegas Golden Knights are requiring masks, but at this time are not requiring proof of vaccination and or proof of a negative COVID-19 test. So, you know, I, I when that email came through um, the other day, I screenshotted the, the particulars, the, you know, the, the things that people actually need to know. And you know, for the most part, um, the reaction was reasoned. Um, there were, of course, um, some interesting uh, responses um, to uh, to the predators' policy, and there was one that stuck out to me. And I'll, like I said, we don't want to get too political, but there was there was one that stuck out to me, which made me realize, man, I'm really glad I, I took five weeks of leave when I did. Um, <laughs> So as we know, and as many listeners know, and I imagine that most of our listener base is based here in Tennessee, 
um, and maybe even specifically in Middle Tennessee, of course, because we cover a team located in Middle Tennessee. The state of Tennessee, in terms of the overall um, vaccination rate versus the national average, we're below the national average, I believe, in terms of fully vaccinated citizens of Tennessee. And I believe in Davidson County um, and surrounding counties, Williamson County, et cetera, it's about 50-50 about the number of people who are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and those who are not vaccinated. Yeah, it's, it's, I think Williamson County is at like 55, 56. Davidson's at like 52, 53. And that's fully, that's all the people, like 12 and above. Um, obviously, the age groups above 70 are like in the 80s and stuff. So it's, you know, it changes as you go down in age for sure. But that it's a little over 50-50 vaccinated yeah. in those two counties. So I, I, you know, I clicked on the reaction. I, I clicked on my tweet of, you know, which was just saying, here are the COVID-19 protocols. And then of course there was a lot of conversation amongst other people in the, in the replies. And I can't recall um, who was making this point, but the person said that it was a poor business decision on the predator's part to require proof of vaccination because the area, the middle Tennessee area, as we said, is about 50-50, slightly more than 50% fully vaccinated. So according to this person, the predators are alienating roughly half of their fan base by requiring a proof of vaccination or a negative test to get in. And you know what's also a bad business decision? an outbreak of COVID-19 occurring at Bridgestone <laughs> Arena because people aren't vaccinated or proof or, or providing proof of a test. Oh God. So at that point I was like, I'm going to go back to the baby now. Yeah. 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 Um, I can't believe you read your menchies on that tweet actually, I know, but like stay out of the menchies on, on that yeah. kind of thing for sure. I, you know, it, you know, as look, look know, businesses have to make these decisions for right. two, like, in the most, that's like the most cynical way to look at it too. Like in the most cynical way, what's the worst thing that could happen to our business? Well, a bunch of people get sick and die on our watch, which is like a right. terrible way to look at it. Really, it's just, we're willing to take a short-term loss in an effort to create a safe environment for people to come watch our product. It's just not more complicated than that. If you are alienated, look, vaccine mandates, again, I'm not going to get into the politics of this, but they have been held up by the Supreme Court since 1905. All of your children, little Arlo, is going to have to be vaccinated for a bunch of things before you can go to school. It's not illegal. It's not taking your freedoms. It's not taking your rights. It's just, and I understand there's a difference between people that are hesitant versus, you know, anti-science. I, I get that. There's a whole difference there. But, um, and I'm and I'm willing to sort of be gracious with that that space. But right. I applaud them for doing this. Like I, look. I think it was a smart. I think it was a smart decision. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, you know, I believe, I believe the Vegas Golden Knights are the only team that I've seen so far that are not requiring any, um, you know, proof of vaccination or a negative test, basically so, just saying you have to wear a mask and you can come to the game. So, so they're challenging the theory of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Potentially, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're challenging that theory because I mean, I think I think <laughs> the Predators, like I said at the beginning, I think they're sort of finding that sweet spot, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't you know, I, I think, you know, teams like the Sabres and the Kraken and I believe the Ottawa Senators were another team, too, that said you have to be vaccinated to come to our games like full stop. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's one way to do it. I, I think the Winnipeg Jets might be in that uh, in that camp as well. Um, but I think the Predators are, you know, are handling it the right way. You know, you want to have a safe environment for your fans to enjoy your product. And if you are a Predators fan that is vaccine hesitant and you want to attend a game, um, you can take a test. And, you know, I was watching I was watching NBC News last week or earlier this week, rather. And they were talking about the NFL's protocols in advance of the Monday night football game between the Ravens and the Raiders. And I believe the Raiders in Allegiant Stadium were requiring full vaccination. Um, and that's, that's odd considering it's Las Vegas. We just talked right. about well, Vegas. maybe it was a, maybe it was a piece maybe it was also yeah, yeah, a piece, yeah. but it was, but it was unlike the, the golden Knights who were not requiring any proof of any of it, of anything. <laughs> and they, you know, the, the reporter on the story talked to a, a, a diehard Raiders fan who was vaccine hesitant, who decided to get vaccinated because he wanted to watch his team play. And he said that, you know, I want to watch the team and, and if this is what, if this is what I have to do to do it, then so be it. I mean, I, I will be curious to see over the course of the season. And as you said, the policy, the Predators said in their press release that they are going to review the policy monthly. So it might, it starts out, it's going to start out this way, but it's go, it's most likely going to change. Yeah. Um, but um, I if, if it will, keep, it will change if we get enough people vaccinated. Right. I'd be, if I would be curious if, the, if, if it's under control and this entire thing is under control because we have more people vaccinated, that is how we get to go back to life. That's how we get to go back to watching hockey games without masks, without having to show anything at all. The, the only way to do that is to get this thing in check. And the way we get this thing in check is to all treat ourselves and, and take care of ourselves. So um, I would like to just add one thing. And then we can change the subject. Yeah, let's, let's... I, I am I am curious to see. And if you are a listener who is in this camp, you know, please feel free uh, to reach out. Um, over the course of the season, I will be curious to see how many vaccine hesitant Predators fans choose to get vaccinated because they want to watch the team play. Um, you know, I, I think that's a positive thing. Um, so, you know, if you are a Predators fan who is not vaccinated. Um, who will ultimately decide to get vaccinated because you want to watch the Predators play at Bridgestone Arena and you don't want to have to go through the hassle of producing a negative PCR test every time you want to go, let me know. Um, I, s- I smell a story coming. Yeah, I, I mean... Sm- I smell a story. Yeah, let and me again, know. We, and we say this... I want, to, I want to be very clear because you said it's a positive. Like, this is not like a judgment zone here where we're like, you stupid idiots. Like, that's not how I feel at all. I feel like if no. someone gets vaccinated because they want to go watch the Preds, I'm going to give them a round of applause. Like, go for yes. it. Like, that's that's a great thing. And so if you want to tell those stories, reach out at Adam Vingen, of course, on Twitter. All right, we, 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 we've covered that. We can move on. I do want to talk about little baby Arlo here in a second and how um, how your life is exactly the same as it was since the last time we talked, of course. Um, but before we do that, I've got a quick question. Because again, sure. gold, standard, gold Standard brought to you by Jaspers. So go, go to Jaspers, of course. Uh, we've got to get our little ad here out of the way. Go to Jasper's free parking, uh, great menu, great happy hours, two for one specials on Sundays. So not only can you now serving two locations, not only can you, um, you know, go to Titan stadium and go to the club level and eat some Jasper's while you're watching a vomit inducing football team, 
if you didn't want to do that and pay all that money, you could go to Jasper's and the parking would be much cheaper than at Titan Stadium because it's free. And there's two for ones on Sundays. So I think you could probably get what, like four or five beers for the cost of one beer at Nissan Stadium. Yeah, probably in that ballpark. So again, if you like to consume beverages and eat really great food and watch the Titans, yes, you can get that in the club level, but you can get it a lot cheaper at Jasper's. So just go to Jasper's and watch the game, you know? Right. And uh, the, uh, the Titans will have a, a tough matchup uh, this week against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but, but keep in mind that we are less than a month away from opening night for the Predators. October 14th, we're recording this on September 15th. October 14th, the Predators open the regular season against the Boy Boy Cali. And the Seattle Cracker. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so uh, look for, looking forward to that. Um, and uh, as you have come to know through listening to this podcast for the last year, um, the, the Jaspers does a great job of, of, of uh, Predators game specials yep. Yep. and yep. everything of that of that nature. So and the, and the gold standard cocktail, of course, named yeah. for this podcast a whiskey drink at Jasper's. Can't forget that. So go try that out as well. I will say though, I did think about you this this weekend, mm. um, because you've sort of adopted the Saints. And as a Green Bay Packers fan, I was quite disturbed by what I witnessed and experienced <laughs> this weekend. Talk about vomit inducing. Watching Jameis Winston torture team um, when you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender is quite disappointing. So you know my favorite my favorite stat from that game. Um, Jameis Winston, of course, five touchdowns against uh, the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville because the Saints oh, aren't right. able to play um, at the Caesars Superdome, no longer the Mercedes-Benz Superdome um, because of the uh, the uh, cleanup from Hurricane Ida. Um, he had had 148 total yards passing and five touchdowns. And if I recall correctly, that is the that that is the fewest amount of yards in NFL history by a quarterback who threw for five touchdowns that look, this is why you listen to the gold standard predators hockey podcast to get Jameis Winston, new Orleans Saints stats. All that, I that, know is that, that is what you do. When I checked the score um, <laughs> and so I was 17, nothing or 17, three at halftime, you know, I am a, I am definitely take after my dad um, who is a very uh, jaded uh, sports fan. So when he told me the halftime score, he was like, they're going to find a way to blow this. So I tried not to, I tried not to watch it because I felt that that would change the, the, the momentum. I turned it on right on time to watch Jameis Winston air it out to Deontay Harris. Okay, stop. Now you're just rubbing it in. Would, would you stop, please? <laughs> like, I'm upset about this and you're just like smashing my face in it. Can you stop? Like, I, I don't. You're not the only local Packers fan whose I, face I smashed into it. Our our dear friend Robbie Stanley got an ear. I, yeah, I know. And there's a lot. There's strangely, there's a ton of Packers fans in the Nashville like media landscape. It's crazy. Who else? Uh, Nate Rao uh, of okay. uh, of Axios, Joey Garrison, who's now on the White House beat, formerly uh, down here, is a huge. Went to Franklin. I actually went to Franklin with him. He's a huge Packers fan. I thought he was a Chicago guy. You meant you mentioned uh, Robbie, of course. So there's plenty of Packers Packers folks. Uh, there are a lot of Saints fans too. Um, uh, Bob, Cole, Bob Cole is a Packers fan. That I knew. That there are there are some Saints representatives. Uh, Elijah Campbell. Okay, uh, stop, dude, stop. Wait, hold on. You oh, made, you no. rattled off your names. No, Elijah you got the, you got the win. You Elijah Campbell. 
uh, the producer of Darren Donick and Chase on 102.5 The Game, Saints fan. Uh, Suck it, Elijah. Former guest of the <laughs> Lame Stream podcast, Caroline Fenton, also That's a true. Saints fan. She's, she's cool. So. All we right. were, okay. okay. Are we done? Are we done? Okay. Yes, we're done. Speaking of lamestream, uh, real quick question for you because the Titans have made a large adjustments and we covered this with David Beauclair on an episode a couple of weeks ago, so go check that out. Uh, by the way, listen to all the other podcasts from the, the network. We would appreciate it. Fringe Element with Stephen Godfrey covering the SEC. Club and Country had Alistair Johnston on this week, the Canadian defenseman who plays for Nashville SC. That's out every single Tuesday covering uh, Nashville SC, so go check that out. Um, and uh, Caroline was on uh, lamestream a little while ago as well. A great episode from her. Um my, the, t- the Titans have sort of said to people, yeah, you're not going back in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, the Preds have always been more limiting after games with players. Uh, do you think that the last year and a half of coverage, do you think that there is going to be some far reaching effects about limiting access to the locker room, to the players, to practice, to morning skate, to whatever? Once we do get back to the season, are you concerned about what COVID might allow the team to do in terms of your your job and my job in terms of reporting on the team? That's a good question. Um, the good news is, is that the NHL, unlike the NFL, um, in ter- when they um, released their COVID-19 policies for this upcoming season, one of the um, things that it mentioned is that fully vaccinated and mask wearing and mask wearing media can enter the dressing room and can interact with players, coaches, and front office types um, without, there are certain rules in place um, between vaccinated players and unvaccinated players. And we assume that the majority of the Predators players, if not the entire team will be fully vaccinated. Um, by the time the season starts. So unlike the NFL, which came out and, and basically immediately limited the number of people in the dressing room, and the, the, the NHL um, stated in its protocol uh, that media can interact with the team as long as you're fully vaccinated and you wear a mask. Okay. And that's great. Um, I will be curious to see how much latitude the NHL gives each team in uh, in enacting their specific policies. So um, will the dressing room be open the way it was um, where players are milling about, reporters can come in, have conversations with whomever they want, um, or is it going to be, you know, I wonder if they're going to cap the number of people that can be in the dressing room at a time in terms of media um, team personnel, etc. cetera. Um, I'm also curious to see, you know, what, what the predators do. Uh, like I said, um, will they just open the room as we have come, as we grew accustomed to before, uh, the coronavirus pandemic? I am, um, I am skeptical of that. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if they do something like they do after home games. Um, and for those who are listening that don't, don't know the, 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 the intricacies of, uh, of the reporting world or job or whatever. Um, oftentimes after games, specifically home games, the predators will solicit requests for three or four players, depending on the, the game and the outcome of the game. 
Um, and what they'll often do is they'll bring in those players into the dressing room one at a time or maybe two at a time and, and, and have scrums um, with those players. So would that be what they do? Um, yeah. Like in, like, like in it, a, I could see it happening in like a, a more neutral territory, the neutral zone. <laughs> like I could see them yeah. finding a, a room where they go, all right, we're going to space it out. It's limited. Here's access to these three or four guys go have at it, but it's a more controlled environment than sort of like the full. Yeah. Full like a mixed, all. like a mixed zone. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I, I think, you know, for those um, who watched um, or attended, if you're a member of the media, uh, the Pecorine retirement press conference in July. Um, I think you're going to see something like that throughout the league. And, and how that worked is, you know, we were in person. Um, we, we sat, you know, in front of, you know, we sat in one of the conference rooms at Bridgestone arena and Pekka was up at a table. Um, David Poyle and Sean Henry were there and you were able to conduct face-to-face interviews with them, but there was also a zoom component. Um, so, the reporters in the room were able to ask questions first of Pekka and then uh, the predators took questions from zoom. So I think for example, um, I would not be surprised if every John Hines interview throughout the season was conducted in sort of a hybrid fashion uh, where, you know, he stands at the podium and uh, those of us in, in person get to ask questions and then, um, people on zoom who cannot be in attendance for whatever reason will be able to ask questions of John. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if after a game, you know, maybe they brought out, you know, like they do, like they did in the playoffs, you know, let's say they, you know, Philip Forsberg, UC Soros, Roman Yossi factor into the game. They bring them to a podium. It's in person, but it's more formal than we're used to. Um, but I, I, you know, I, the, the NHL, uh, understands um, the the need uh, for this type of coverage. I, I, of course, as a reporter, when I saw the NFL's policy, I had a lump in my throat uh, <laughs> because I was just like, oh, crap. Like, am I going to have to deal with all of this Zoom again, um, which we've been doing since, you know, uh, August of 2020, July of 2020 uh, during the return to play. Uh, but the NHL, I think, understands that unlike the NFL, the NFL can get away with this um, because of how big it is. Um, in certain markets, the NHL can get away with this. The league at large, I don't think the NHL can get away with restricting access um, and still be able to sell their sport. Um, so, you know, kudos to the NHL for at least recognizing um, the benefit yeah. of face-to-face interaction. But again, um, we'll, we'll get a, we'll get a taste of this. Well, I personally won't because I, I won't be there. But um, on Thursday and Friday, the uh, the rookies or we'll be practicing at Centennial Sportsplex. And I will be curious to hear how the Predators conduct media access from those who are actually going to the practices. Yep, I, I would be there if I didn't have some family stuff going on. So uh, I would be able to report back to you on that one. But I, I, I apologize to all the listeners out there or and to you. I, will, I, would, I would want to find that out as well. Um, I've, I've got some stuff I've, we're dealing with here. So uh, real quickly, Adam, let's just end and wrap this up here. Um, what is the, first of all, congratulations to you and the missus on little baby Arlo Jules who arrived. How old is he now? Like 15 days, 16 days he'll old. Be, he'll be three weeks tomorrow. Okay. So 20, 20 plus days. Okay. Um, how, how has, what is the, like the most surprising thing? Like what's the most, the, the thing you didn't expect? Is there like just from going from non-fatherhood to fatherhood? 
Hmm. Um, what was, what's the sort of give us some of the, uh, the emotions there on what's the first thing that you think of when you go, man, I was not expecting this. Generally, my answer would have been the, the, the gradient color scheme of, uh, fecal matter. Um, that's, yes. that's probably one of the most surprising ones for me personally. Well, it's similar to that. Um, it's just the sheer number of diapers that he goes through. <laughs> I remember about a month, six weeks or so before the baby was born. And by the way, um, for those listening um, who may not, who may have missed this, uh, my son was born 11 days early. Um, he was due on Labor Day, um, but he was born uh, 11 days early on August 26th and uh, fully healthy. Mom and baby are doing well. Uh, but I remember we were at Target buying diapers. And I legitimately asked Bridget, how many diapers does a newborn baby go through? Because you, you see all of these, you see these huge crates, basically, of diapers. 165. Right. And I was just like, like, this should last us a while, right? Because I thought it was maybe like three to four. Oh, four God. Five. Oh, my God. Are you serious? And then she was like, no, it's like nine to 12. And I was like, that six pound, seven pound thing is going to go through that many diapers. You know, the, it, the, you know, here's, here's, here's what often happens. So, you know, I'll, I'll change him. And, and then for those, that are, eat, for those that are eating right now, yes, uh, put it down. I'm, I'm not going to be too explicit, but you know, it's amazing how quickly he goes through the diapers. So oh, yeah. I'll change, I'll change him and give him to Bridget to feed. And within 10 minutes, he's already soiled the diaper. Yep. yep. It's just, Here, here's yeah. the, here's the advice on this. If you go to Costco, no free shouts, and you look at a box that says 900 wipes. I bought that wipe. I bought that box. That, that, that is not too many. That's the right number of wipes. I, we, and you're going to have to Costco. buy it more times than you could ever possibly imagine. I went to Costco last week. My parents were in town. My dad and I went to Costco. And when my I saw that box, my eyes lit up. And I was like, we absolutely have yes. to buy those yes. 900 wipes. The, other, the thing, though, that was a bit discouraging was that they did not have newborn sized diapers at Costco. You know, the, you know, the, the, uh, the next level up, I guess, you know, maybe like three to six months or, you know, really? one three months. they did not have. Oh, we bought all uh, of our, we bought all of our diapers and wipes and formula when we did switch to formula, uh, almost all of that exclusively in the one aisle. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately they did not have newborn diapers, but, um, you know, they'll, he, they'll be they'll be back in stock. You'll be all right. He's you know he's he's wonderful. Um, it, it's it's really you know you know we you know we had been talking about becoming parents for for a long time, and you know of course it takes nine months for that baby to cook, and those nine <laughs> months those nine months you know flew by um, as we were approaching the due date, which of course was not the due date after all, but as we were approaching the due date. You're like, oh my God, like it's already time. And, you know, he, oh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, you know, I've loved, you know, I, I have to give um, the athletic a lot of, a lot of credit for um, understanding the importance of, of being a parent um, because I, you know, we are, you know, I am entitled to 12 weeks uh, of paid parental that leave. That, but you you don't understand what that that sentence means, right? It's it's you know it's it's been incredible, and uh, I've still got two weeks left, 
Um, you know, I, I started my leave uh, on the day he was born, which was three weeks ago, tomorrow, Thursday. Um, and I still have two more weeks. Um, I will be back on the clock on October 1st. All right. um, so I will miss uh, the first week of training camp, um, but I will be back um, in time uh, for the start of the regular season. Yeah. And I knew this was going to be, a, we tried to make this a short pod, but of course you and I can't do that. So um, here's my two, just to, to put into perspective for people out there that, and this is not meant to be like a shot at my former employer at all. It just is sort of a state of like paternity situations in this country. Um, I, I, I had to negotiate. I was, I, I started my job, my morning show with Jason Fitz the month before my first daughter was born. And when I was hired, I had to negotiate the week off to be with my daughter. So I don't say that to like, you know, I, I don't have any ill will or whatever. I'm not saying that to sort of like, I'm just pointing out that the vast majority of companies in this country do not even come close to doing what the athletic has done for you. And I, in fact, had zero time off when I was hired. I had to negotiate time off to be with my daughter um, and wife when my first child was born. And then my other, my, but, but the, my more, my, my more favorite, is that the right word? My, my, my favoriteist Pred's baby story for me was my second daughter was born. We scheduled the, it was a whole scheduled plan C-section and we, we did it on a Tuesday morning so that we could be discharged on a Friday and then I could take the next week off. Well, that Tuesday, everything goes swimmingly. My second daughter, Bennett is born. Um, and my mother-in-law stays with my wife in the hospital overnight because I was going to stay at home with my oldest child. But the Preds had a playoff game that night. So I went, I covered a Predators playoff game the night my second daughter was born while my wife was in the hospital with my daughter. And, and, and she was totally on. She was like, yeah, go, go for it. Like it huh. wasn't, it wasn't like, a, oh, I got in trouble. I did this wrong with my wife. She was like, no, go for it. Like you're, you're supposed to be at home working this week so you can take next week off so i was like all right i guess i'll go cover this playoff game then <laughs> so, so and i i can't remember what series that would have been 20 april of 2018 so that would have been i don't know if it was winnipeg it, it, I, I don't remember so it was 2018 yeah it was it was 2018 well, April 2018 would have been the first round against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. That's what it was. It was, I want to say it was like game one or two or maybe game, yeah, maybe one or game one or two against Colorado, I think. So that sounds right. So just, just, you know, you've got a great wife. I got a great wife and we got healthy babies. So that's all that matters. How about yes. that? Go to Jasper's. Yeah. Go to Jasper's, <laughs> which is baby friendly. Yes, um, it, it's very baby friendly. So yes. thank, thank you, Adam, for, for doing this. I know you're, you're right in the middle of uh, parental leave, so we'll leave you be. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for giving us an update and joining us and hanging out. And uh, go to Jasper's, free parking, great happy hour, great specials. They're at Nissan Stadium now as well. Great two-for-ones on Sundays, all that great stuff. So just go to Jasper's and, and, and check it out. Rookies are in camp this week. Uh, then the veterans report. And then all of a sudden, like you said, in a couple of weeks here, we'll be off and running. So uh, follow them on Twitter, at, at Adam Vingan. Pay for good journalism at The Athletic. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me at Braden Gall. Thanks to Jaspers as well. This has been the gold standard on the 440 Sports Network.